Blog Talk Radio.
My Tep and Better Love, you are listening to the Truth to Power show. My name is Beverly, and we have a guest today, and thanks for listening to the drumming. We do drumming every Sunday at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All righty, we're going to get started here, and let's see who we have up here. Um, Hood Magic with us. Yes, peace. And love. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. I can hear you. Peace. Peace. Okay. Can you kind of tell the people uh, who is Hood Magic and what do you do? Okay. Um, uh, My name is Kyrie Anthony. I was... I'm from Ohio, but now I'm in Michigan, and I started a website called uh, Hood Mystic, actually, in 2016, and I've been in Michigan for the last two to three years, and uh, me and my wife, we really been working the fair circuit for these past three years, kind of just underground, just meeting people, Um, and so... What I do personally, I'm an astrologer by trade. I'm also an author. And as of late, like moving into 2022, 2023, I've been really into the science of psychedelics. And um, it just kind of just was something that spirit had for me, shown for me, and what it can do for me and what it can do for other people. So started that in 2022, um, but this year I've been really moving forward with it and just trying to help people help themselves by getting in contact with them, with their higher self, spiritual side, uh, through the modality of psychedelics, but in tune with everything like the herbs and the astrology and the overall occult metaphysics. And I think my main point was I got a real grounding of like herbs and just the basics of spirituality before I even was interested in psychedelics. And I look at it now as kind of like spirit kind of teaching me the right way. Cause if I would have just gotten to the psychedelics first, I would have not had that spiritual grounding of information. So that in a nutshell is who I am and what I'm about. Okay. So you, um, well, you are into astrology, and uh, well, give out your website before we get started. Hoodmystic, hoodmystic.com. Okay, all right. Now, what spell. do you see? Okay, what, what do you see uh, that's going on astrology-wise as far as the United States? As far have you as looked the at that? United States, yeah, I have looked mm-hmm. at it. Well, it's a couple of things that's happening right now cosmologically. um, We are dealing with some solar storms. So in reference to the solar storms, what we're experiencing is high electrical activity, high electromagnetic energy. Um, What you you can feel the thunder, uh, you can see the lightning, you can, depending on like, as, as south as, like, uh, Arizona, 
they're seeing the northern lights and you know specifically the northern lights you normally don't see them in the northern northern region like up like the up in michigan but you can see them all over the country now so as far as america we're dealing with a great transformation in reference to pluto moving into capricorn now pluto is the plutocracy a small group of rich people if you watch the news you would type you will see china saudi arabia i think iran and russia coming up with a new fiat currency and these are the world's powers going up against the dollar coming up with it because you can't buy oil <laughs> with nothing but the dollar so if i had yen and i wanted to buy oil as a country i gotta chant i gotta change my money over into dollars to buy the oil because every country in the world who wants to buy oil have to convert their money into the u.s dollar this means that the united states have had a basic monopoly on fiat currency for the past since 1933 so you say for the past mm -hmm. 90 years so now that change is changing so it could be doom and gloom if you don't see the transformation however we as spiritual beings we need to understand alternative currencies right now as much as people have been talking about bitcoin since 2020 I know it's a tough subject to wrap your mind around, but y'all y'all care about money. Don't <laughs> y'all care about having the money that y'all need to do the things that you want to do? So study insurance. If you study real estate, you benefited from that. If you study your finances and different currencies, you will benefit from that too. Because what we also seeing is the banks going out of business. And, and because we do all of our banking electronically, we can't see it. So what they call a bank run, right, is where people go to the bank and they withdraw all their money out the bank. They don't got to do that no more. I get on my computer right now, log on to Wells Fargo, and withdraw all my money out of Wells Fargo and transfer it into my uh, investment account or wherever. And now I've effectively closed my account. So what are people doing? What are the rich people doing that's understanding, okay, Pluto is in Capricorn, the the powers that be, you know, that control the financial systems, they are making a play to take control. And all of this stuff has been written. You know, <laughs> in life, power has been in different places throughout the planet. That don't mean that your life is over <laughs> You know, it just means that the, the U.S. dollar don't have as much power. The country is not as powerful. So what happens is we got to find that power within ourselves. So the invaders that have came over here and did whatever magic they have done through the creation of the United States Corporation, um, who were we before these people came here is the major question that none of us really know. If we want to be real about it, yeah, we watch videos on YouTube, we watch documentaries, but we don't really know. But we were somebody. And Pluto return is that activation. So 
in combination with that solar storm, in combination with Pluto moving into this energy, what we are noticing is that when I talk to people, especially people who have been on a spiritual journey for a while, their magic has raised up another level. Their ability to manifest has raised up another level. So this is more tuned in to who you actually are as witches and warlocks. And, you know, the first thing that the invaders did when they came here is did the Salem witch trials. That lets you know right off Mm -hmm. the rip. Before anything, before the uh, John Hancock and all of that Civil War, all of the things that we talk about, first thing that they did was round up all the witches. <laughs> and um, that's because that's what we was doing here before they came here. That's more attuned to what we are. You know, when when people like Bobby Hennett speak, spoke to an ancient memory that we had within our DNA that we weren't taught in college. We weren't taught in high school. Nobody was telling us who we are. And so now as this Pluto energy is really activating for this country and the black people in it. We, as much as we can, you know, debate and talk about these types of things and say he wrong or he right. I think the more profound question is who are you really outside of your condition and the fundamentalism. And that's what's really happening. And you can Google all of this and see, and at first, when I first heard about the dollar thing, about the countries, I thought it was kind of like a meme or something fake. But I started to do real research on it, and it's, it's really about to happen. These countries is really putting this thing down. And um, what we can do now is start investing or understanding different financial markets for our own sake. I don't know how much money you got. I don't know how much you don't know how much money I got. So that's kind of like a personal responsibility. That's why Pluto is a small group of people, right? So hopefully you got people that you can talk about finances with, and maybe you don't. Most of us don't. Most of us keep that real secret, and that's to our own detriment because real finances is through a small group of people. Um, you know this mound table thing, you know. Your close friends and family, y'all can have potlucks and things of that nature, and y'all invited to the wedding and all of these types of things. Well, at this particular point in time, as the world changes, I think we should be able to be real with the people in our lives, especially around finances. And I know it might be some wounds towards that energy, so this is where the conversations come at, because as much as I've been in this game and life and I done been broke and I done had money, it's been very much of a personal journey. It's been, you know, doing this or doing that. And I think now we're coming into a time where it's going to be a lot of changes in the realms of financial markets and financial understanding. Maybe some people are going to have to struggle real hard before, you know, the light comes so we can see it. But if you don't want to be one of them people who's struggling, right, if you want to be one of the people who, you know, ain't got to worry about what they're going to do for food, um, you can – the thing about crypto is that you can see where the money's going. And people are taking money out of the banks. <laughs> I hope you all can hear what I'm saying. People are taking money out of the banks and putting it into crypto. Is that the right thing to do? I don't know. I'm just saying this. you can see it. 
It's a website called, and if y'all got a pen and paper, you can write it down. Dex, D-E-X is in xylophone, dot guru, like G-U-R-U. And in your lower right-hand corner in that website is a very complicated website, but it's not complicated where you can't learn it, but at first it might seem a little daunting. All I want you to do is look at the bottom right-hand corner of that website and see all of the money because <laughs> crypto now, is always Now, what's that website again? Say that again, De- the website. B-E-X. B, like in big, like in D, boy. D as in dog, I'm sorry. D as in dog. Oh, okay. E okay. as in everywhere. X as in xylophone. Okay. Dot, okay. guru, G, girl, G as in girl, U, R, U. Mm-hmm. And you will see okay. all of this Bitcoin, all of this Ethereum getting com- going from cash and converting it to this other form of finances. What we, you know, in 2008, it's a movie called The Big Short, and this is pertinent to what we're experiencing right now, because from 2008 to 2023 is what's called a Pluto cycle. Is where Pluto stays in the sign for that period of time. So what you know about life and studying spirituality, everything moves in cycles. It ain't like this straight line of unpredictability. What it is is a cycle of understanding. It's chaotic to the child mind, but to an adult spiritualist, we recognize the patterns. So what had happened in 2008, there was called a big short where people knew that the market was going to collapse and they talked about it for months before it collapsed. And then it finally collapsed and people was walking around scratching their heads. Not everybody. Right. And this is what I want to try to elucidate to y'all. Everybody don't have to suffer. Um, We all can gain knowledge and take small steps of understanding to protect ourselves and our family. And that's what's happening. Um, The world is changing. And if we do the spiritual work, that's our form of protection because the protection is in wisdom and knowing what to do. And hopefully our wisdom is tied into our ability to act, um, our ability to work with the spiritual world because Mars is in Sidereal Gemini. And this is Gemini is dealing with that spiritual side of us. That's why they say, you know, them Geminis is crazy until they start doing a spiritual work. And now what was crazy was your ancestors just trying to talk to you, right? But you done created some time to meditate and clear your mind. And now you got an abundance of direction and guidance. So it's, it's real quick to call black people, black men and women crazy because they have spiritual gifts. So with Mars being a Gemini is you might feel quote unquote crazy. This is the time to really settle into spiritual work and spiritual practice. And in the in a simple way, if that seems daunting to you, if that seems like too confusing, relax your mind. But that's but that's what the so so called People in power, they're using, they're using magic and 
the spiritual oh, side of things. They doing okay. sex magic, money magic, you hey. know, all of that. They using it. They using it. And that's what we have to really get into, you know. Mm-hmm. Even this conversation that me and you have, we talking on wireless devices right now. How do that actually work? Mm-hmm. I don't know how it works. <laughs> it could be pure magical. It's a. It could be a pure ancestral power that we tapping in because you talk about like the African mines in the Congo. Um, Google that. Search that on YouTube if you want to understand what this technology is doing to our family over in Africa, right? So. And what does the cobalt do that they mine me? Well, it's a it's a magical source material is working with the ancient minerals of our ancestors and then utilizing those minerals so we could search for stuff on YouTube, you know? And it's and it's funny that we are acting like spirituality don't exist. And we got these devices in our hands all the time. And, and it's so it's so interesting. But in reference to how we can tap into this power is straight up magical rituals and understanding uh what is that? What is the word where you are looking dealing with the symbols, sacred geometry, right? Understanding certain things within your mind building certain structures in your mind. How do you view yourself? Some You can talk to a goddess right now and she'll say, you know, I, I don't think I'm a good person because I done did bad things in my history. That's how we messed up because, you know, these these people know they ain't good people, but they still willing to do magic, meaning that they willing to tap into source energy. When you tap into source energy, source don't say, are you a good person or are you a bad person? <laughs> they just say, oh, you're doing this. You're doing the work. Right. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. And we need to tap into it because it's so available. It's in the sky. It's in the earth. It's in the air. And we might not be able to see it, so we can't actually perceive it. That's why we got to really calm down and work with the spirits. And, and even if we all got people that we love that have transitioned, these people are coming to align with information. Very important that we tap in and work with our ancestors because the sun is conjunct Chiron. So where you look at your pain, where you look at your struggles and how you feel about them is really key. So you could look at your pain and your struggles from a different perspective and say, oh, just an example, somebody could have died in your life and you could say, oh, I'm sad, I miss them, I wish they was here. Or you can say, they are with me at all times, and I can talk to them, and they can talk to me, and I can receive messages. So the point of this relationship is to continue it and not be sad that it's over. That's a conjunct Chiron, to really embrace that heal aspect, not the wounded aspect. And this is an opportunity because we're going into a full moon to really address those wounds. It's stuff that I've been talking about for this month, really, like beginning the beginning of March, and now we're going into April. Hopefully, 
this month of March have been a time where you could address some of those wounds, some of those deeper emotions, and how do we deal with them? Well, a lot of it is just resting and relaxing. We work in 40, 50, 60 hours a week. And what that's saying is not being able to address our wounds. Yeah, we got a nice direct deposit and we got a nice bank account, but that's not all about life. You know, we got to really address our emotions and our wounds, whatever they may be. For me, it could be losing a, a, a lover. For you, it could be losing a, a, a mother or something like that. But we do have these things. But if we look at them, we also see that, oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And that's an opportunity because most people don't give themselves that opportunity to even find healing in these areas. Yes, and and I want to bring someone else to the uh, mound table with us. Hold on a minute. Uh, Let's see. Is this Baba? Okay. Yes, yes. I'm here. Okay. Are you... Thank you for joining us on the mound table. Uh, thanks for having me. Sure. Peace, peace to everybody. Better love. Peace. Kind of you joining um, uh, myself and Hood Magic. I'm at Mystic. I want to keep saying Hood Magic, but Hood Mystic. And uh, kind of tell us, uh, first give us your name, Baba. How do you pronounce your name? Um, Baba Mudu Baki. Baba Mudu Baki. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. and tell us what do you, what do you do, Baba? Yeah, I'm coming out of uh, Detroit, Michigan. Uh, I'm representing uh, many hats. Uh, primarily, though, um, the main thing I'm here to represent is uh, ancient and spiritual use of uh, sacred plant technologies and uh, ancient history, our our relationship to uh, the divine, the cosmos. So what I do is uh, I basically bring people into the matrix and break them out of it. They can see it and break out of it uh, through the utilization of uh, sacred plant medicines uh, from the comedic aspect and also other modalities. Uh, I am a a student of the martial arts. work in our food security in terms of our urban gardening network. Um, I've, you know, educate, uh, do liberation education, and I've been a Walimu for many years. Uh, so, I, you know, I do many things. But uh, I just wanted to share some wisdom on this, uh, the knowledge of tapping into this higher divine consciousness. So it's all connected because what um, Mystic is telling us, we we need to go into the, to the other part of us and not just focus on our avatar. We need to look at the spiritual side. And yours also has uh, a form that can help some people get there that can't just meditate on it. You deal with the mushrooms, correct? And and um, so it's all kind of connecting if you want to go that route. 
Absolutely. Um, it's, take it's you really, there. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, really, um, as a brother alluded to, it's a uh, time for, uh, say, cos- cosmological alignment, a time of a new age, as they call it, um, in which we're entering um, as a people. And we have to do that. We have to upgrade our consciousness. Um, we have to download this vital information that awaits us that is here and we have to upgrade who we are because we're bigger than what we've been taught you know um we've been given a traditional timeline which you know only exists you know in the matter of thousands of years when this story lasts you know eons you know and there's records of it and there's a greater story and a greater work to what we're doing um and getting our people to understand that um a lot of, um, as the brother alluded to, a lot of our initial uh, colonization came in the form of uh, them capturing, you know, our understanding of spirit and our ability to tap into those realms to bring in new technologies and new approaches to living, um, which we were, you know, the progenitors of and, you know, the leaders of for so long. Uh, so. You know, it's all about that work. It's all about um, tapping into that. So when we talk about these sacred plants, we're talking about this dimethyltryptamine. We're talking about a, a natural substance that exists uh, within 80% of the known biome on the planet, um, highly natural substance, which um, is produced in the body and um, is endogenous to the body. Now, how this relates to everything we're talking about is understanding that this was the ancient religion. This was the traditional approach to understanding spirit. Um, many of the modalities we know came after uh, we had access to these plants and to these approaches. And so um, for those people who are truly trying to break through and see essence of things to understand and tap in and get an understanding um it it, it lies a lot in this realm um, for a lot of times it was um held amongst um in our people it was a traditional approach and then as time went on of course it was corrupted by a priesthood and this is what we call uh knowledge of earth science or the ancient sciences the occult knowledge the hidden knowledge um in this, um, we lost our understanding, our origins, how we got here, what we are, you know, um, and what this is all about. So when we talk about ancient Africa, when we talk about Kemet, when we talk about um, any of these ancient cosmologies or religious aspects, um, we're talking about an interaction that we had and the communication we had with beings in other dimensions as interdimensional and ultra-dimensional beings and being able to move through those dimensions. Also have an understanding of how our material and waking reality um, can be shaped in essence, um, understanding our godhood um, and tapping into that. Um, so in these ancient practices, of course, colonization and inner strife came, priesthoods arose, we find ourselves in a quandary in which 
a lot of these ancient uh, understandings were taken, sequestered by a priesthood who eventually you would come out and they would tell you what to do or how to approach this and that. Um, and our people became beholden to that. And humans in general became beholden to that. Now we're talking um, before this, before the, you know, the great, uh, what they call the uh, younger Andreas incident. Um, we had civilizations that ascended, you know, way beyond this one. Um, and so in this march toward understanding what we had to do, just to put it in a sense, as seeds, children of these gods, um, if we understand the Inky and Enlil story or the story of, you know, the Enid Nine of Kemet, uh, these godheads, uh, we were uh, seeds of these godheads and we were sent down here. Um, not so much as slaves, but as a nursery, you know, to be taught and to learn the ways of godhood. Um, of course, the other side was opposed to this. So uh, this is the whole epic that we hear about in the Bible in which people were forced to choose between, um, you know, told not to eat of the, the tree of knowledge or the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And in that regard, it represents a very ancient battle in which um, these huge deific forces, you know, um, the progenitors of which we came from, had a tug of war over our eternal destiny. In a sense, they both understanding that our destiny was even beyond theirs. And so one aspect was like a benevolent uncle that wanted to bring you up and help you to achieve your greatest goals, and the other half was an angry uncle that attempted to thwart your growth and development. <clears throat> so in this epic, of course, um, there's ancient records of ancient wars, whether in the Bhagavad Gita, you know, or even in the ancient Sumerian or Kemetic texts, this is great war occurred in which there was a great civilizational destruction. On top of that, there was environmental destruction in which many of our knowledge of our higher arts and sciences were laid, laid to waste. And in this regard, uh, we had to start rebuilding civilization from scratch. Um, in that, <clears throat> there were um, understandings of how to tap into this, what we call the Akashic Library, or this library of understanding and ideas to rebuild civilization. And there were ways to tap into it. In other words, how to tap into the spring of ideas and creativity. Um, and this was very guarded, but it was also taught amongst this new civilization, which we know as Kemet or whatnot, and these Sumeria and all of these, and these young civilizations began to build off of this ancient understanding, you know, and rebuild a, gr a great network of such, you know, which we call, you know, the ancient Atlantis civilization. Um, and they began once again rebuilding toward that height, and there once again came an environmental destruction. This is according to very ancient and, and inscribed records that correspond across many cultures and many continents. <clears throat> As this occurred, um, our ancestors still understood ways to tap in. And so in this rebuilding, we began to tap into these higher sciences and rebuild a higher civilization. Uh, the third wave of our civilizational collapse, of course, occurred 
recently when we talk about the desertification of the Sahara and, you know, the onslaught of invading territories and the burning of the libraries and the Library of Alexandria and such. This destruction um, left us naked in terms of our understanding of our greater cosmic origins and um, and uh, future. And so in this regard, um, as written, our ancestors, you know, um, had sacred things that were brought from other worlds and planted them on this earth, which included the cannabis, you know, and other plants, um, the seven divine herbs, you know, some of the, one of those which was uh, considered the soma or the sacred mushroom. In this, it allowed individuals to tap into a higher consciousness and download <clears throat> understandings that weren't novel and to rebuild the civilization. So as our um, traditional history, historic timeline went on, Traditional people utilize these plants and they use them to build great civilizations. Um, the onslaught of this great war that went against this occurred globally. And you can find it in, when the, uh, even in the Christian church when they got rid of sacked Constantinople and when the uh, uh, aspects of Rome fell, even when you talk about uh, uh, Egypt, as we know, the classical Egypt came to power, and the Nubia, which was the seat of power, collapsed. You see it in Islam, in which um, there was a casting out of the goddess Alat. You know, you see it in um, all over the world, in which there was a war put upon the, I guess, the science of the unseen, and it wasn't so much a war as opposed to it was a conquering and an attempt to hold it hostage and to utilize this. So then we hear about ancient uh, organizations such as these uh, Freemasons or New World Order or any secret societies that began to wield power over society uh, through this understood sorcery or what they call sorcery, and they began to subjugate uh, traditional peoples for the use of this plant and for the unseen work that goes on behind the scenes awakening reality. And so um, a wholesale conquest was made to shut people out of that and to have controls over our awakened reality and our waking understanding of the divine. And so this is the onslaught of what we call organized religions in which you had a priesthood who had knowledge of these aspects. You had secret societies who had knowledge of these aspects. And it was highly guarded. And in that regard, very few people were given access to it. And so a very easy way to lead society into ignorance and darkness. And so um, as that went on, we see the subsequent rise of so-called technologies. But at the same time, uh, the human spirit has been made um ground down to its most basic level in some regards. And so um, this is this elite core that utilizes these ancient understandings and technologies to create things and to help shape reality and to influence our thoughts in the sleep realm, you know. Um, so part of my work is trying to bring this online so our people have a solid understanding 
uh, of it, a good approach to it, how to utilize it, and what it's utilized for. Because it's they're not party, you know, they're not for partying. Uh, it's not for, you know, it's not for doing, uh, you know, roller skating and all of that. It's not the next uh, drug that you want to try to, you know, hustle and get rich. Um, it's a very sacred um, approach to breaking people out of this matrix. And so um, part of my work, part of our work, part of the work is bringing people back online uh, with these understandings and technologies. So that's just a little mm-hmm. bit on what I'm tapping on and uh, part of the work we're involved in. Now, do you have a conference that's coming up? Uh, yeah, we do. Um, well, we have the Women in Indigenous Conference coming up uh, in July uh, in Detroit. Um, by the way, Indigenous is another name for these plants or these uh, sacraments, as we call them. Uh, entheo meaning awakening, uh, entheo, theo meaning God, entheo, entheogen, waking the God within. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be a conference in July. And Mary Grove uh, coming up. Okay. Do do you have the particulars yet? Like uh, I do not have the particulars. Or... Okay. Uh, I will have to get those back in to you. I have to tag in with the lead organizer, Mama Ayana. So, um, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about that. Right. Okay. Uh, also, and so what? What? Go ahead. Uh, also, utilizing go it ahead. for, um, you know, the things awakening realms like depression, addiction. You know, uh, been very successful helping people with their different addictions, whether alcoholism or even harder substances. Been able to get people off of that and to get their lives productive. We've been able to get feuding neighbors. You know, uh, brothers coming home from prison. Uh, you name it, get them whole life reset, you know. So, um, yeah, it's beautiful work. And and is there a way that people can contact you to um, get some of uh, yeah. or work with you with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as usual, um, I'm going on the uh, the whole DM me on Instagram thing. Um, so if people wouldn't mind hitting me at that or on Messenger at Mudubaki, M-O-U-D-O-U-B-A-Q-U-I, M-O-U-D-O-U-B-A-Q-U-I. And we're also, you know, I'm also pushing our Detroit Psychedelic uh, Society. So individuals who are familiar with this work um, in the city of Detroit and areas, you know, we're looking for to link up and have some membership so we can coordinate our activities and support each other. And and so you how now you. You, is that your name dot com or is a, you got a number or Instagram or yeah that's on Instagram Telegram and Messenger okay give us them 
Okay, good okay. So they just put your number, I mean, your name on Instagram and you'll pop up. Yeah. Home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you are. Okay. So you say Instagram or what else? Yeah. Uh, Instagram for right now. Um, right now. My site. Okay. Just, yeah, I'm working on my site actually now, but it's having a couple of issues, but it'll be up. Um, okay. I hope to bring it send that in along with the conference information. So. Okay. And uh, I want to bring someone else to the mound table with us. Um, this is this Sister Yaya. Do I have the name right? Uh, it's Yaya. Yaya. Thank you yes, for joining ma'am. us, Sister Yaya. Thank you. And Yes. Um, I'm this. I'm always mm-hmm. saying yeah, yeah. So yeah, people often say yeah, yeah, and then I just, you know, I say no. This not the okay. the your traveling pants of the Greek sisters. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So so introduce yourself and tell us what you're doing. First and foremost, I like to thank you so much for inviting me here and the brother, uh, Eric, Eric um, Africa, mm-hmm. L. He's the one yes, that yes. gave me your information. Yes, ma'am. He gave me your information, and he saw a he saw a talk that I did um, on political politically streets. It's, it's called politically streets. I'm from Houston, Texas, and but mm-hmm. like a young brother had said earlier, I no longer live in Texas. I live in Ohio. I heard a brother say he's from Ohio, but now he lives in Michigan. <laughs> so okay. So I I have been here in Ohio for um, since 2020, since 2003, and that's a story in itself. But I just want to say that I go back home to Houston two or three times a year because what I have is a women's conference, and the name of the women's conference is women in a circle of healing is women in a circle of healing that's all from my website.com and what we do okay. is that uh, from the time that i started putting on the women healing women in a circle of healing conferences i started in houston because that's where i was from and i started that uh, program in 2000 in actually 2000 um getting our sisters because i use the i use the the format that you know, we're the ones that carry everything, okay? They carry the diseases. They carry this. They're the ones that have the most heart attacks. And we know that's not true, but since these, you know, they put out this false um, status on us, I started gathering up naturopathic, holistic medical doctors. And our main medical doctor, what she has done is that she has left the field of uh, being into medicine and surgery and doctor in the uh, Houston Medical Center and open up her own um, clinic for holistic healing and naturopathicness. So I seeked out those types of sisters and brothers uh, to come and join with me and be a part of a panel discussion and, and helping our people locally and globally with women in a circle of healing. Also, I'm also am a yay yay. I'm called a loye. If I, I'm called a loye. Yeye Nifa Fade, that's the short version. It's, you know, people that are initiated, they got these long African names, so I won't bore you with that. 
But what I also do is that I have a, um, a women and girls write a passage. I have a women's write a passage that I also uh, conduct from a very, very many, many, many states. And most one of my new states, and the brothers in Michigan may know of this sister. Her name is Sister Kaya, Kaya French. I heard the brothers talk about Astro and Pluto and all that. Well, Sister Kaya French is my um, cosmological astronomer and numerologist. She's a, new, a top-notch numerologist, and she assisted uh, Brother Strahan, the brother from in New York, to she helped him write his book, his famous book. So she's one of my students, and I'll be holding and hosting. Uh, she'll be hosting a rite of passage for me, possibly before the end of this year. I'll be coming out there to get with her group to start the O'Baron's Rite of Passage. It's called O'Baron's Rite of Passage, O-B-I-N-R-I-N, O'Baron. It just simply means uh, highly melanated. We are highly melanated, um, you know, praiseworthy black women. And I don't use the term black very often. I do when I'm talking to people that's used to using that term because, like, you know, my teacher and many other teachers uh, before him always spoke about there's no such thing as black land. You have to come from a community, a tribe, a nation, something. Sometimes use us as highly melanated uh, people, or I use the name that comes with us, like the brother is, is called Baba. Uh, that means father, great father, and teacher. So we use those names, especially in our rites of passing and our spiritual system. I'm a part of Ifa, Risha, and Egungun Society. So also what I want to also make mention of is that I'm also, I didn't know any, I'm not a farmer, but I live on my former husband's ancestor land in Ohio. Like I said, that's a story for another time, but I live on this land, and I wanted to know about this land because when I lived in Houston, I worked for the mayor's office. At the time, our mayor name was Lee Brown. And I worked at the mayor's office. I worked at the Houston Police Department. And I lived in a high rise. And I oftentimes tell my story to the rights of passengers <laughs> that uh, I used to love this show that my mother loved also called Green Acres. And I wonder why in the world did I like this show? It's so corny. And about this man that that acquired his, his family's you know, laying in, in this country, and he was married to this very, very high-class woman, one of the Gabor sisters, and they lived in a penthouse. So I lived in Houston, Texas, in a high-rise condominium. <laughs> and so when it came to be for me to move to Ohio, I'm moving on 15 acres of land, and I'm like, oh, my God, you know, what, we, what am I going to do with this? So since that time, another student of mine who's also a priestess in North Carolina she has 300 acres of land, and we definitely push land ownership. Now, I heard the brother that spoke about that, the Bible that's from Detroit. I'm also in connection with the brothers and sisters in Detroit that uh, run the farm called D-Town Farm. I know you know of them, Brother Malik Kenny, and I also met a brother at, at one of the farmer conferences named Brother Mutope. So I know you know of them. You, I'm sure you know and been possibly been to some of their festivals. I have not. I was about to go to them in 2020, but the COVID hit in 2021. It was still kind of shut down. But I was just saying that I have now joined the group of farmers since I've been going to their conferences 
in North Carolina and in, also in Atlanta, and I've become the vice president of a 65-acre farm in Greensboro, Georgia. Okay, so that's just a little bit about me, and any questions anybody want to ask me, they can, please feel free to do so. I'm just here to answer them. Great. I mean, this is this is like the holy, this is like the holy <laughs> trinity. <laughs> you know, with yes, you yes, and the two, two bibles we have here. I mean, it's just all connected. Uh, that's here. Uh, do um, any other of you uh, two bibles have any questions or comments that you want to ask no. Yaya or add to it? No, I, I just say I just want to say a Lafayette sister. Lafayette, Lafayette. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, uh, appreciate your work. You know, and that's that's mm-hmm. part of what it's about. Uh, you know, bringing our people, maturing our people. You know, through these mm-hmm. rites of passages. Yes, know. sir. Yeah. Uh, I and just I actually. Do... Okay, go ahead. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. listening. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Sir. I just. I just wanted to add, I started with the rights of passage way before I got my first initiation. I've been initiated several times, but we started this in Houston, where I'm from, because we saw a need in the community, whereas, you know, we can fast forward to right now, 2023, with the Philly man in Florida, but we saw, even back in the day, I'm, I'm 72 years old, okay? I was born in 1950. Let's start there. So... I just wanted to say to the young brother that talked about psychedelic, I just laughed a little bit when you said that. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> because I'm remembering the psychedelic era a different way, you know. So right. uh, when we, in, the, <laughs> in the 60s when I was a teenager trying to keep up with my older brothers uh, that was uh, dealing with all kinds of, you know, things that they were dealing with, Things that they, that things that uh, came in pounds that you had to take seeds out of them, and so and then also they, <laughs> and also they had friends that was doing psychedelic. They called it psychedelic drugs. The CIA uh, had had put in our community and other communities these things called acid. It was called yeah. acid tablets. And uh, you know, you're all young, so I don't know if you remember, know of that or heard of that. I'm sure you have. Mm-hmm. But when you say the word psychedelic, I'm so glad you're using it, using it this in a positive way because I was I was raised in the era where the word psychedelic meant something that the government dropped on our people. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and they stumbled on it, you know, in the late in the late 40s, well, late 40s, right. and mm-hmm. uh, through through traditional peoples, through Maria Sabina, um, you know, one of the people, and they tried to use it as a way of mind control, um, but it's always been a traditional um, sacred aspect to it, and that's, I'm hoping mm-hmm. our folks get oriented with that, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm glad to know that you have recycled the words and um and putting it in its proper perspective. So yeah, I'm just so yeah. proud of you. I'm proud of you young people and I'm so proud of this sister for this format. So I I just wanted to say that we started um doing the rights of passage for girls. It's called UMRA. My rights of passage for girls is called UMRA, girls right of passage. UMRA simply is an acronym it simply means unity in motion, reconnecting with our African heritage. UMRA, U M R A H. UMRA. 
unity in motion, reconnecting with our African heritage. And I'm also a martial artist. My, my grandmaster martial arts instructor and teacher name is Dr. Ndugu Khan. I don't know if you've heard of him, uh, but he uh, taught me Chi Kung and Tai Chi. So I already had a brown belt when I met him coming out of Washington, D.C. My husband, uh, my first husband was in the Vietnam War in, in 1969-70. He was in the B Vietnam War. And so, therefore, when he came out of the Vietnam War, I didn't know him. He didn't know me. He was in South Carolina, a place called Orangeburg in Fairfax, South Carolina. So he traveled after being home for two weeks with his parents, who were elderly uh, people, he traveled from South Carolina to Houston. And so when he was in Houston, he was in a hotel like most soldiers be, you know, downtown, and he was working at a place called Trim's uh, Research Facility. That location now is called MD Anderson Cancer Treatment Center in Houston. And so my brother also worked there. My older brother worked there. His name is Ron Tishaka Ryland. So he worked there as well, and my brother was a black panther. So when this, this, this future husband of mine saw my brother in the cafeteria, one looked at the other because my brother was reading Malcolm X, Malcolm X and the, my future husband was reading The Life and, and Trials of Marcus Garvey. So they got together and they formed something in Houston. That What was happening is that my first husband was sent to Houston, Texas to help to start the breakfast program with the rest of the Panthers. And who did he get with my brother? And so they started the breakfast program. Like most of all the Panthers, that was a main thing for feeding the children and started the breakfast program in Houston. Wow, that's history. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, yeah. So I have... I have many, many stories, but, you know, I have someone that is doing an interview on me. We're doing a book about um, our life and times in the 60s and the 70s, especially my older brother. He knew Carl Hampton. He was there when he got killed. And, um, you know, he was just just such a wonderful young man. And all of us were had no idea that this was going to take place. I was only 15 years old, but like I say, I, I was running behind my older brother so I can keep up with him. But at the time mm -hmm. that, you know, my brother was a panther, my future husband was a panther, a lot was going on. And, you know, I have someone that is definitely, if you all want to see another interview of me, you can go to Politically Street. It's Politically Street. It's on YouTube. And what the, the young man was doing, he was interviewing me about Sankofa. Every year in October, what we priests and priestesses have done, we started what's called um, the, the Sankofa. You know, we have a Sankofa festival on the ocean in Turtle Island, Galveston, Texas. And you can also pull that up, Sankofa to the ancestors right now. It's uh, headed by INBOF, National Black United, the baton to these young people, National Black United Front in the, in the 90s because we were about to start doing a, some serious priest work. So our students that came from there, we passed that baton to them, and we're so happy that, of the work that they're doing. So you'll get to see us and see the uh, National Black United Front, myself, and other other priests and priestesses on the ocean. And it is called Turtle Island, Galveston, Texas, because the natives that was there said it was so many turtles on that island until when they went there to fish, they had to walk across the backs of the turtles. That's just how many turtles was on that island called Galveston. But when Galveston, uh, the Sam Houston man and all of them came, then they killed off 
majority of all those turtles. We very seldom see them today. They run and hide. They dig into the dirt. They go back into the ocean. But they killed off so many of them. That's why what they call turtle soup got to be so famous because they were killing off these turtles on the on the on the uh, oceans uh, in Atlantic as well as the Gulf of, of Mexico. So we have this every October, the third weekend in October, we have Sankofa to the ancestors, and we invite everybody, if they are able to come, to please come and join us to honor our ancestors. At the same pier that we have it is the pier that they used to pull the boats in and bring our uh, enslaved African ancestors to a port. On that pier, we go and honor those ancestors. Mm. And that's every October? Every October, I'll be more than happy to send you some information on that. If I can have your email, okay. or you can definitely pull it up or go to Inbuff. They usually post um, when we're going to have it in August. It's always posted in August. National Black United Front. National Black United Front. You can pull up some of the old YouTube. It's all it's all over the place now. Some of the YouTube mm-hmm. and see us celebrate and honor those ancestors that um that were brought to that pier, pier twenty one to twenty nine. They were brought to that same pier that we go to every year and we go to honor them and thank them for their sacrifice. Now you are a priest vibrations. Well thanks for joining us, Eric. Yes, yes. Uh Beverly you could continue. <laughs> I want to get in here with a question, but please continue where you was going, Beverly, then I'll get in. Okay. I was just gonna ask uh this- mother here uh you are priestess so do you mm-hmm. teach the young women the spiritual mm-hmm. side that's what we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier that people need yes, to get yes. more into how to get into their yes, i call ma'am. it their magic mm-hmm. yes ma'am in, in in the rites of passage rites of passage is owned by ancestors it's owned by ancestors okay because we we didn't know what we call it rites of passage. That's a new word, rites of passage. And when we do the children's rites of passage, sometimes we have to do this to the adults too. But when we do the children's rites of passage, what we do is we show the first thirty minutes of roots. The first thirty minutes. Mm. We don't show the horrific parts. We show the first thirty minutes of roots so they can see that this young man was what what was he doing? He was going through a rite of passage. Like I say, that's a new word because we coined that on this side of the water. On that side, it was the coming of age, a young man coming into be a man. Okay, so we show the first thirty minutes of that to show what our ancestors was doing with us as youth. Back in the day when they was doing this for the young people to come of the age to be responsible. And so we see that this is not happening here in this country. They don't, I'll I'll just tell you this real quick, uh, give you this quick note. What happened is that there was three Englishmen that went to um, one of the countries, possibly West Africa, one of the West African countries from England long time ago, like in the 19th century. And what they did, they sit among the what they call the tribe and watch them uh, to see what they did with their young males and what they did with the young females. They wrote down everything that they saw. They wrote it down. They went back to England and they started a program called the, the a Boy Scouts of England. Mm-hmm. Then from there they brought that, that same concept to America called the Boy Scouts of America. 
this came from those three men going there, sitting down and observing for three years what it took to bring a young child into adolescence, into manhood. So they mm-hmm. they took that from us, and then they started the girls' class, and you know the rest is history. The Bar come from our rite of passage, what we call rites of passage. So yes, ma'am, the spiritual component is the first thing we do when we when we introduce the orientation is for it's open to the public, it's for parents, it's grandparents, and anybody want to come to the orientation, we let them know what is going to take place. So, And most of the time for the children, right, a passage of parents, we say, well, what about the parents' rights of passage? So we had to start a rite of passage for adults because they so enjoyed the children, the children coming home and talking about what they did that they said, well, what about the parents? So we did eventually open that. And the first talk that we do, the first exercise that we do, the first songs that we sing, the first chants that we chant, the first libation that we do is always the ancestors. And, and, what, and now I'm learning that a lot of these people that came over here uh, they looked mm-hmm. like us, but they wasn't us. Mm-hmm. They looked at, they was brown melanated people that mm-hmm. uh, came mm-hmm. and did a lot of the conquering too. So you know they were melanated. Mm-hmm. They were what we call mm-hmm. mulattoes. Uh, mm-hmm. So you know we're mm-hmm. learning. Yeah, everyone is not that's going. Every, that's even for today, mm-hmm. Mama. Everybody was not mm-hmm. for us. They might have been with us, but yes. they're not for us. We have we have spies yes. in the family and spies in the church. You know, yes. so you know yeah. this is expected because our people even today empathize and sympathize with our enemies. But we have to stay focused, like the young man Bible has focused, and stay in the realm of spirit and trust in the ancestors' knowledge and wisdom. We will always be protected. We're never alone. And those people will not yes. succeed. They might have won one battle, they but, but they will never will win the whole war. Mm-hmm. Eric, go yes. ahead. You have the floor. Your mic is open. Oh, I want to greet everyone at this table and beyond the table. And uh, I, I was. Okay. Yes, yes, okay. yes. And uh, and since I have all y'all uh, wonderful uh, star travelers here. I want I want I would like each one starting with Hood Mystic to talk about the region that they know of, like the mounds in Ohio. Talk to us about the energy, the spirit of Ohio. Mm-hmm. Since you track the land and talk to the mounds and uh mm-hmm. and then Murubaki, please tell us about Oaxaca, Mexico. The energy, the the uh you know, the experience over there, man, being with Baba and his and his wife and all the wonderful people in Oaxaca, Mexico, where also there's a huge uh, population of melanated peoples, uh, you know, autochthonous to that land of Mexico. And, uh, yeah, yeah, will you please continue to tell us about Galveston and how the, all the uh, people used to meet at the beach and celebrate in Galveston. So, yes, please, y'all connect, y'all connect us with these landmines so we can, you know, so we can get ourselves together, please. Thank you. Peace to you. Peace to you, brothers. How you feeling today? Oh, man, I'm pleasant. I'm pleasant. I'm swell like the ocean. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> so I want to bring our awareness to one of the forerunners of the American spiritual movement, a man by the name of Edgar Casey, who would spend hours in trance and 
every day he would read people. He would read these people for free. And how he would read people, he would go to sleep almost and then be in a relaxed position. And he would just do these readings. And the people who was there, they would record every word that he said. So within these readings, he got into some deep stuff about America, uh, mainly about uh, Ohio, because Ohio is the place where there's the most mounds at, um, the most mounds, most mound complexes. So, you know, I always think about growing up and everybody say, you know, we part Cherokee, right? <laughs> that's what that's what I mm-hmm. that's what you know, we had some Indian in our family, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So hold on. Yeah. So as we're as we as Edgar Casey would say, the Cherokee Indians were a direct descendant of the Atlanteans. And the Atlanteans and the Cherokees, they utilized the mound as a direct reflection of that Atlantean energy. And what were the mounds used for? You know, we don't know, per se, many different theories, but we could use them, I I know for a fact, as melanated people in this country, you can use them to elevate your spiritual awakening. You can use them to enhance or to perfect your spiritual work by just going there, by just, you know, when I first went there, I was just like, okay, what to do? I, you know, after the 15th time of going, I got, like, different messages. Okay, bring offerings. I didn't even know what an offering was. Do research. Oh, you can bring food. Okay. People do this stuff. So I didn't even, I, didn't, I thought mm-hmm. I was just being super crazy and weird. But uh, you know, I was supposed to bring some food to offer to the ancestors. Cool. Don't mm-hmm. climb on top of the mound. I didn't realize mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize that it's like walk around the mounds three times. And I'm watching some mm-hmm. documentary on the History Channel. They doing the same thing. I, I've seen the turkeys go around the cemetery three times. I was like, the ancestors mm-hmm. told me to do that at the mound. So mm-hmm. it's like being so clear uh, where you remove your ego and you don't have no expectation to have fun to see no girls or you know have a great time, you go in there to meditate, you go in there to absorb the cosmic ley line energy of your ancestors of the universe. It's like the energy rises up out of the earth and we just have to go there to like receive it. So I know Ohio ain't one of y'all favorite tourist destinations. Mm-hmm. However, if you just, you know, got a free weekend Google where some mounds are at. They're all over Ohio in hotels mm-hmm. and go, you know, whatever you do to get into your vibe, whatever you do to enhance or um, exercise your relaxation or even better, some of them are hiking trails to get to the mounds. So you could use it as a form of exercise. I walked, you know, five miles into the deep forest. There's nothing more mm-hmm. rewarding than to do a five-mile trek through mosquito-filled, um, dense forests to come to a plateau where the ancestors built, you know, a hundred-foot mound. Um, to whereas you think, how did they do this? Because we walked up a 
maybe 100 foot incline before we even got to the plateau. So they had to carry that earth up this incline. It seems impossible, but to just to walk and just to see what they went through to build these things is experiential. So I can tell y'all about it all day long, and it might seem interesting, but you actually would, in this form of spirituality, you have to probably set up the plans. It's Western Ohio, Eastern Ohio, Southern Ohio, even deeper. If you don't, you don't even know where to start and you want somebody to help you, email me, hoodmystic at gmail.com. I'm going to the mounds this weekend. Give me some, give me, I'm going to be in this area of Ohio. Where should I go? And I, and I, I got books, you know, I got roadmaps, I got notes. So, you know, I'll help you. But to tap into this Atlantean energy that Edgar Casey prophesied, um, I mean, he don't have no reason to lie. He just in channel and trance and he's saying putting all of this stuff together. So you would have to put it together yourself and tap into this energy. That's right. Do we have pounds in Michigan? Yeah. yeah um, so it's, it's a, I can't think of the name. It's a fort on the river. Maybe you can help me out. Um, yeah, it's this Fort big Wayne, Fort Wayne at the foot of Jefferson. Okay. Okay. Hmm. And then it's one. And what about that? Six ninety six. And then the old one, the original one, eight mile, eight mile a mound. You know, that was the original mm-hmm. one, eight mile a mound. What about that one? That real huge mound that. They mm. I, I don't. I heard that that's a mound, but they put the garbage over it. I wouldn't Have doubt it. Have y'all seen because, that on seventy five? Mm-hmm. I've seen it. That could be a mound because in St. Louis, the Cahokia Mound Complex, uh, opposite to that, is a huge landfill, like right across the street. Yes. So. So why, yeah, it, it makes sense. And the difference between Ohio and Michigan is that Ohio says, this is a mound right here. Michigan, you got to kind of have your third eye open because it's a mound yeah. complex, and you can see it clearly on Nine Mile and, um, like, right in between Greenfield and Southfield, but it's a Fox News station. So if y'all ever in Michigan and you travel oh, down yeah. Nine Mile in between Southfield and Greenfield, Look on the right hand side, and you'll see that complex of hills and valleys and supreme architecture. You got to really look at it, and you would start to see like they made just random hills of dirt just poured. Like it's beautiful, it's a beautiful mound complex, but they utilize it for satellites. So, also, wow, the um, golf courses as well. Um, eight mile and eight mile. Kelly Road in that area it's a huge golf course uh, that uh, yeah that's a mound complex as well so they're not going to just come out and say this is the mound but you can see them all over the city 8 mile and mound is a huge mound like you can it's still there like you could climb up there and it's like park benches these are all places that you can go to Word is it up, on the Detroit up. side of 8 Mile or the other side? 
it's on the Detroit side. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a big hill. It's like hard to miss. Like on one side, you have the big parking lot for the um, and that's another thing, the Ford complex. Because I was like, when I first came here, I'm like, dang, Ford. He hopped on his energy real quick, like you know, he's a big complex right on. Because on one side, you'll see the parking lot for the Ford factory, but then on another side, it's just this huge mound. Mm. Yeah, they they grab that energy right on right down Mound Road. That whole <laughs> that whole they line down Mound Road. They grabbed all yeah, that. They, they grabbed yeah. all that with the quickness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And before Moody, and before Moody Baki comes forward to tell us about uh, Oaxaca, uh, you know, um, Baba and Crenshaw was on Friday talking about the rainbow and the noble medals. Well, y'all know Detroit sit on the forty second parallel. Why is that important? Because it's a 42-degree arc where you get a rainbow from. I yield. That's it, Yeah. On that tip, too, um, it's also in alignment with uh, Maku Piku on the way to Oaxaca. You know, major copper, major copper uh, deposits, you know. Um, so yeah, going down to Michael B, I mean to Oaxaca, um, and all of that is a major energy ley line. So yeah, it was been a blessing to go down there and act with the folks um, because that is where you know the, these folks first encountered what we call uh, the sacred plant technology, as they call it, the flesh of the gods, you know. Um, and so when they discovered it, they discovered it through a lady known as Maria Sabina, you know, who was in the Oaxaca area at the time. She was one of many, but she was known as uh, the saint of Looking Edge. And when she, her, her mushrooms were known as the little saints, and she would deal with everything from, you know, diabetes, cancer, blindness, you name it. Um, and she was performing high-end high end work on the spiritual tip. And so when they discovered it, um, Gordon Watson, you know, and others published a major article on Time Life magazine speaking about it. And scientists first identified it as telepathy, or they call it telepathy. So we go down and interact with the traditional peoples in the traditional ways to um, deal with what we call the flesh of the gods. And um, that is the sacred technicatal mushroom that's been utilized for thousands and thousands of years by um, Omeka, Azteca, Mexica, all of these original peoples um, to tap in, you know, and it exists as off the Pacific as part of that pyramidal belt when we speak of mounds, you know, that's the mound area on high hills where they would ingest these on the high pyramid steps, you know, in alignment with the pyramid belt that extends around the planet. Um, so in these rituals, um, what they call ingesting the plants of the gods, they would align with this greater celestial calendar and figure out things to do with it. And so, yeah, um, we have yearly trips down to, you know, participate with the peoples and interact, you know, and build, you know, on the science of, of the sacred, the sacred flesh of the gods, you know, and traditional way freshly picked. So these are called 
or they call them also thunder mushrooms because they only grow on places where lightning strikes on the mountainside. And so mm-hmm. they go gather these fresh, and then we ingest them in a sacred. Eating them, eating them Shango mushrooms, not them Shango's. <laughs> Shango mushrooms. Oh, that's ridiculous. And so, so Bobby, you've been to Monte Alban? Y'all there? Oh, no, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. I'm sorry, man. Uh, but, yeah, just uh, – so that's, that's part of the work we do, you know, um, because this is an ancient thing that's been kept from our people. Um, when we talk about all our traditional movements of liberation, you know, the, these were the realms that our people tapped into to do that, whether in IAT or in Jamaica with – with Grandi Nandi, you know, or, you know, even down in the States, you know, when we talk about, uh, you know, even down to Frederick Douglass, him talking about utilizing these plants to move on the St. You know, John's High Roots, the Conquering Roots, you know. So these aspects have been used um, for many of our peoples. You know, um, the Maasai, you know, just came from Kenya where they utilize the acacia nalotica, uh, the acacia plant being the same plant that the crown of thorns of Christ was made of, the same thing that was made from the cross that the cross is made of, the same plant that the dogo used to, to read the stars. It's the, the same plant that uh, is spoken of amongst the Masonics, the Masons, when they talk about the uh, sprouts that grew from the grave of Hiram Abiff. That can only be cut with a golden sickle. Uh, the acacia plant was a burning plant of the Bible, you know. Um, so this technology, these plant technologies, were used by the, you know, the high priests and priestesses um, for millennia, you know, to tap in. So yeah, just a little bit on that. Excellent, excellent. Yes. Yes. All right, Mama Yay Yay, tell us about Galveston Island, Mexico, about Turtle Island. Yes, sir. Um, I think that uh, Baba and the young brother uh, hood mystic um, knowledge and research and everything that they do to help our people. And I just wanted to just, um, you know, add one more piece to that is that um, when when we, I'm just give you this story. Like I said, I was born in 1950. And I, um, and the sister, I just wanted to say to you before I get into that, I have retreats every July. I was having retreats until they shut down the country in 2020. It's still, I still have the retreat in 2020 and 2020, 2019 and 2020. The sisters came here, the ones that I work with, Rites of Passage and their children, and then also my devotees, which is called Abarishas, and also my Iyas, which is, which is the priestesses. So I you had from 2017, 18, 19, and 20, I did have um, the retreats here. We're going to start them back up, the retreats here on this okay. land that I was supposed to live upon. And what we do is that the brother was talking about the mounds. I remember flying uh, my, my my son that I had with the, the husband whose family owned this land. He got, he, I sent him with the father when we broke up in the 90s 
to Ohio so he can be here on this little land with the, with his now ancestors, with his aunts, uncles, and people of that nature to learn about the land. And I stayed in Houston. And so I used to fly back and forth, back and forth. We're all musicians. And I'm also a musician. You know, we, as you say, enjoy the drums. I teach drumming. I teach African dance. I teach uh, therapeutic dance, you know, so sisters can help to heal themselves and their body by using therapeutic dance. I still do teach percussion, shake away, and all that when I have the rites of passage. So what I want to say is that when they start uh, deciding to fly planes into buildings in 2001, I told the family here in Ohio, you need to find me a place to stay because, first of all, I'm not flying to to Ohio, and it was time for me to come to visit the family and to see our son who took first chair because he, he plays five instruments. And at the time, he was a teenager, he took first chair and, and as a trumpet. He always admired and went to sleep with Miles Davis as a baby. And so, like I said, we were all in reggae bands in the 80s and 90s. We played with Dennis Brown and, you know, all opened up uh, the Wellers and people of that nature. We was always in reggae and always played and opened up to them. But what I want to say is that, um, you know, when, when back to the, the rights of, back to Galveston, Turtle Island, what happened in the 1950s when I was a little girl, when my family uh, was, was young and my mother, father, aunt, and their friends went to Turtle Island to celebrate. At that time, they had designated, we didn't know this because we go to the beach, we just happy to go to the beach, right? So we didn't know that this part of the beach as children was designated as the color beach, the beach for the colored and the Negroes. We had no con we didn't know that. We just having fun. So what happened was that they had a platform, like a semi open open stage uh, place where the adults can go drink their beer, play and then listen to bands and and uh, eat and, and barbecue. And at the time, you could drive up on the beach itself. You could drive your car on the beach. Nowadays, the beaches are blocked off and you have to park somewhere and come down. But at the time, you could drive all the way up on the beach, right? And so, and, and also bring your own barbecue pit and cook, you know, cook on the beach. You can't do that anymore. But what happened is that Back in the day, and I found out that these people later on, and we just took it for granted that the ones that they had started as their musicians when our parents was up there playing dominoes and drinking and having fun, we were down there building sand stuff. These people that came through to be their uh, entertainment was Bobby Blueland, Sam Cooke, Jackie Wilson. They were on the beach with us. They were traveling through Houston. They heard that we was going to be on the beach, that the whole colored people was going to be on the beach for when? Let me tell you when they were on the beach, for June 19th. That's when it started. And this is what I told these young people last year in October, that we, our family and all the, our people in the community, as well as Turtle Island, we started Sankofa on June 19th. And so we were there for June 19th to celebrate this, I found it later. It wasn't in October, you know, we passed the baton over to the young people in the National Black. They put it in October. I have no problem with that. I've been going every year when I can until they, the shutdown. But our people and all over the country, they celebrated June 19th because why? The people that were enslaved Africans in, on Turtle Island, they were the ones that walked half walked and half rode horses and buggies from Turtle Island, Galveston, Texas, to Houston, 
Texas, they bought 10 acres of land from, from, from these Caucasians that said, oh, we sold those Negroes wait, the wasteland that we didn't want, full of water and this just wasteland. To this day, that land is called Emancipation Park. That park was 10 acres. And those, the people that walked from Turtle Island manicured that land. They sucked out all the water. They cleaned it all up. They planted gardens. And it was the first park in Texas, the whole state of Texas. This was the first public park that was from these ex-enslaved Africans. And they came to tell the brothers and sisters in Houston and beyond that they were free, that they were free. It didn't take six months. It took six years. People say it took six months. Or six, no, 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 no. It took six years because they, they traveled from Houston, from Turtle Island, Galveston, to Houston. And the Houston, they picked it up in June 19th is when they got the word after six years later because they kept killing the Union soldiers that was bringing that information to the South, to the South, to tell them, the, our people, that they were free. They were no longer enslaved. Until they had the black Buffalo soldiers, that regiment came through and came through Turtle Island, Galveston, Texas. It happened on June 19th. And that's why we and our family were celebrating June 19th on the ocean and not, not October for St. Kofa. I just wanted to give that piece. Mm, interesting. I don't know what happened to Beverly, but... uh. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm, I'm listening. All right, I'm you here. Go. Okay. <laughs> I'm going back on the mute. Y'all go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, when is the uh, the conference you say that you're starting back up again? Yes. Do you have a date well, for that? Yes. The um the the conference is being worked on now. This is this okay. two separate things. The conference is women in a circle of healing, and what we focus on is it's called African American Women Health Forum. It's, that's women in a circle of healing. Conference is focused on African American women and their issues. There's so many issues. We do not just have women that's there. We have the husbands that's there. We have the fiancés that's there. We have the boyfriends that's there. The male friends that's there because they have women, and they have and a lot of our brothers are single parents, and they have teenage girls and little girls. And so it's called Women in a Circle of Healing, African-American Women Health Forum, but they need to come and find out what to do with these women, <laughs> okay? So, um, <laughs> and, why, and why she act like she act at certain times, okay? So... <laughs> So we definitely have a panel, and we, we have interaction. We have some little workshops that go on uh, during and afterwards. So like I'm saying, I meet. I met with my group this morning. Uh, we call it First Sunday. Like this is the first Sunday of April. And so every first mm-hmm. Sunday, I have a class with my priestess and my priest and our Baba, who is a loye Baba, Ifakayade Ogunsina, Ilegbachi. We have a class every first Sunday. Every other Sunday, I used to have the classes for for sisters that are interested and brothers that are interested in African spirituality and where do you go from here. I know you can go on Google, you can go on YouTube, you know, you can find out all of this, but so much stuff is so is so confusing until it can become overwhelming. You know, so we have uh, uh, constructed 
absolute classes and formats to walk our brothers and sisters who is new to African spirituality through this, through our first and second and third Sundays. So um, we are working on uh, putting that format together to introduce and then to continue the classes. And from that, we do readings to find out if the person should go into African spirituality as a yeye or baba or as a priestess or babarisha. We also do that as well. So yes, ma'am. As far as the retreats go, I will be traveling um, in in July to Atlanta to one of my Abarisha sisters, one of my devotees. She is having the retreat this year because we rotated it because of the COVID and everything, so we rotated it. So she's having a retreat, and I'll be meeting with her this week. Uh, She's on spring break. She's a a teacher of of school, private uh, African-American-based school. So we'll be meeting this week to see uh, about her circle, putting it together for July. And I definitely will let you know. And any sisters that are interested in African spirituality, any brothers, let me know. And I can start that class back up. And Baba Ifakaide Ogunsina, we can start that class back up for our seventh Sunday. And this is a good way for people, like I say, to get Mm -hmm. into their spirituality, you know, Mm because this is where we need to get into. We have to tap into Mm -hmm. it. Uh, because that, mm-hmm. like we said, that's what other people are doing. They they are using this energy to control, mm-hmm. and so we can yes, uh, definitely use mm-hmm. this energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me add someone else to the mound table. Uh, Kwame, uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Bev, and thanks for sending that text out. I thought it would have been tonight. Mm-hmm. And I, I just coming in on the tail end of, I don't know your guest's name, but I greet the sister and I'm most honored because you can feel her spirit in the words that she's using. And yes, she's, please. and her name, Bev? Okay, I will let Mama. you know. I'll let you, I will give you my public name. That people know me when I do my conferences is Dr. V. Malika Sabah, V like Victory, and the middle name is Malika, M A L I K A, Dr. V. Malika okay. Sabah. All right, S A B, like boy A H. Most people say Shabazz. No, I'm not one of them. I'm Sabah, S A B A H. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Well, thank us. You know, because everything is in divine order. And I sit here at the stolen lands of the Muscogee Creek Nation here in Eatonton, Georgia. And it's it's time that we, you know, understand that, yes, we have a techno-spiritual, but we have to go back to the natural spiritual. And Mm -hmm. the thing that we also need to to realize, too, that they came on to Turtle Island with this technology with their techno weapons. They came came with the iron. They came with, and then they came with the the altered spirit. They came with the the spirit that was made for them in their country called alcohol. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. in them coming and, and inundating us and attacking, we now have the opportunity to go back to what, our ancestors knew as divine intelligence, not artificial. Mm-hmm. Divine yes, is greater is. than mm-hmm. any artificial. Yes, sir. And, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So I'm I'm honored to hear what you're sharing, and thank you know thanks again, Bev. Better love. And I'll okay, I'll just listen to see what else she's she's offering. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Um, I want to just say that you say you're from Edenton, Georgia. Yes, I'm in the birthplace of Alice Walker here in yes. down well, there about Jesus. sixty miles from Macon. Yes, sir. Well, just. <laughs> You wasn't on when I was letting them know that, um, you know, being, being on this ancestor land that is was for my former husband, me and my me and, me and his son is on his on their land. And also, I said, well, what am I going to do with this land? I don't, I'm not a farmer. I'm, you know, I work for corporate America in Houston. I'm from Houston, Texas, and I'm here in, in Ohio. And I was I started going to these conferences for farmers. Was one of my uh, uh, devotees and and and, and students. She owned 300 acres of land in North Carolina, so she kept asking us, please, yeah, yeah, come to the conference. And I say, farmers don't have conferences. What's wrong with you? And I'm like, yes, she said, yes, ma'am, we do. And so I say, when do you have conferences? you got to grow and pick and all. So I was going on what my silly brothers used to do to our cousins when we were in Houston, and they would come from Louisiana. We had a 1,000 acres of land in Louisiana by way of my grandfather and their brothers. But we used to, my brothers used to tease the cousins that used to come from uh, Louisiana to Houston for our family reunions, and they used to tease them because they had red socks on and high water pants and, you know, straw hats, and they used to tease these young young men. And, and when I did go to the conference, finally did accept her invitation for going to North Carolina at the Marriott to the Farmers Conference, I had to apologize. I was one of the speak, you know, speakers for health, naturopathic health, for the women that does farming. I was teaching them some certain things they can do to add to what they're already doing. So I was one of the speakers for that, but I apologized to the farmers and the food producers because I was telling them about my brother. And I said, you know what? Those young men, they grew up, they ended up being the owners of the land and they ended up being millionaires. And our mother and our people ended up being on something called commodities in the 60s. Commodities. You young people may not know what that is. That's government handout food with a big old chunk of cheese. <laughs> well, like I say, I'm 72. Okay. So anyway, we ended up doing that, and they ended up being very successful. So I was want to say that I also started going and going and going to the conferences. I met a young uh, a man that's my age. His name is Brother Willie E. Adams. I don't know if you know him. He's in Greensboro, Georgia. And what what happened is that. He was at the conference that I was teaching the sisters about holistic health, and I was passing out my flyers and business cards, and everything. he said, well, may I have one for my wife? And I gave him one for his wife, and, of course, we split up after the third or fourth day on Sunday and went back to our homes. And he called me like three months later in April. This is the money. He called me in 2013 and said, you know, the flyer that you gave me, he said, I really would like to have it for myself. I have had a stroke. I'm a borderline diabetic. I have had a heart attack. And, you know, extreme yellow. So he was telling me about all his health issues. And I said, well, I work with a doctor in Dugu Khan. And so he works with the male, the brothers, and I work with the sisters. And he said, well, can you tell me something that I can do? So I started, you know, doing an assessment on him. I'm also a licensed counselor for LCDC. That means Licensed Chemical Dependency Counseling and Domestic Violence. So I'm certified in Ohio as well as Texas. So I say, what I can do is do an assessment on you, brother. And working with Dr. Khan and my 
help my naturopathic help help people, doctors, we can put together a plan for you, not to diagnose you, but put together a plan for you. So I did that, and ever since 2013, up until this day, I'm the vice president of this 65-acre farm in Greensboro, Georgia. And and Kwame, uh, don't you do a rite of passage for the young men or the sweat logs or something? What, what do you do, uh, Kwame? Well, it, it's yes, I, I've trained in, in the African Han Hong, which is Ghanaian, and that's the rite of passage. But also I've been a sun dancer, and I can – conduct the Nipe ceremonies and conduct the Humblecha. These are the indigenous, the what we call Lakota, Dakota, and Nakota nations. And I was taught by Chief Golden Eagle, who's now an ancestor, but he was the keeper of the 52,000 years of star knowledge. I also, mm. you know, in this conference, there's a sister in Tuskegee, at Nature's Garden, and she she's probably going to be there because I know she said she was coming to Atlanta for a conference. And what mm-hmm. we're doing is we're we're creating what's called the Overground Railroad. Over us mm-hmm. is the universe, and the universe bent towards justice. And we have to reconnect to our our divine self again. And what we're doing, like your brother has a thousand, she has forty seven. There's another brother mm-hmm. has a hundred acres. And what we're mm-hmm. doing is we're creating OASIS, which O-A-S-I-S stands for our ancestor spirit and service. When we come back to the mother, Inamaka, that's what they say in, in Lakota, is that we come back to the mother and she is the, the nurturer and the giver of the divine energy that comes from creator that, that she allows us to to interact with our relatives, these standing talls, the plant relatives that gives us the medicines, the four-leggeds, the two-leggeds, the wing ones. We're all related. And once we understand our interconnection through the microbial even to that extent in in what we call the wood wide web, because the wood wide web was for there was any world wide web. Every tree and every plant knows how to communicate with each other across mm-hmm. the earth. And so mm-hmm. what we're now doing with our activation in this new era is that we are reawakening because as we go through this day, there are 12,300 new beings being born on Turtle Island, just just on Turtle wow. Island. Wow. And so what mm-hmm. we're looking at is how do we prepare this earth that they're coming to be on on their earth day and Mm -hmm. how do we prepare the earth that it will be plentiful and bountiful and they'll have that connection to their mother as they came from the womb of the woman that will nurture them Mm -hmm. but then when they they stand up and walk they will will be walking on their other mother we Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. want to be in mother earth and so that divine reawakening that we're we're being guided to, and I thank Bev because mm-hmm. through the power has been a, a vessel in which she's mm-hmm. been the motherboard. The women nurture. You know, they say when you educate a woman, you educate a nation. When you educate mm-hmm. a man, you give him something to think about. 
Right. And so, this, yes, this is, you know, and it's, and we are connecting, and we're making some powerful connections uh, that is here. And this is part of the awakening uh, that is going on here. Right. So this is, we and, are definitely in a power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, so, I'm yeah. preparing. I got a 7 o'clock class, a book study, mm-hmm. and I work with people in recovery and Native American spirituality because we knew when I was sharing about they came with the technology in the 17 and 1400 when they came here, but we understood the destruction, and we began to work with our people with what was called the mind changer and being able to, to read because we've had genocide here on this turtle island. Okay. May we have your information, your contact information, sir? Bev, you can give her you can give her my number and Okay. Yeah, Bev can, can right. give you my number. She has my number. And so yes, I mean there is no I and we and to begin to understand it it takes we it takes a whole village to raise mm-hmm. a child. But what does it mm-hmm. take to make a whole village? It takes really? Bev, it takes you, Sister V, and it takes myself. And so each mm-hmm. individual has its purpose. And what yes, we're doing, certainly. because as an elder, I've only got one other task to be is to become an ancestor. It's how <laughs> I stop. Myself as well. Uh, I'm right behind you, Baba. <laughs> yeah, and stop being mm-hmm. generational thieves. We can't take it. And we have to pass it on. And this yes, is sir. Legacy. Legacy. Legacy is important. Yes, this this is very powerful. And so, uh, Eric, do you have anything that you want to add? We have about 15 more minutes left. Don't drink the Jim Jones Kool-Aid. I get y'all moon day with that pineapple. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh it's springtime. Everything is budding. The flowers is budding and the, the tree uh the birds are singing and the small flowers smelling good and y'all y'all mm-hmm. walk around y'all environment and check out how nature uh, she been saying the whole time, man, y'all don't even I I come out here wearing this little old dress. I come out here smelling good with all these colorful fruits on my breast. Y'all don't come touch me. Y'all don't come talk to me. Y'all just gonna stop growing. Forget it. Why do Why do I come to y'all neighborhoods? Y'all don't even pay me no attention. That's what That's what fruit trees do. And do you know, fruit trees know about the global reset. Fruit, the The trees know about in the plant world. They know about the shutdowns of the banks. They've been knowing it because as soon as these people start whispering. What they think they in private or they they got some kind of secret society. No, the plants are mm-hmm. the secret society, and they know yes, about all of my thoughts and our movements. So they've been knowing mm-hmm. about this stuff, and they part of the global mm-hmm. reset. They don't just like uh, we used to come home and Mama used to move the couch be over there in the in the corner. She didn't move the mm-hmm. table around. She didn't move everything. That you know they call that feng shui, mm-hmm. Chinese feng shui. Yes, but Mama been doing that. Mama knew about that mm-hmm. sign. She didn't know how to say that word mm-hmm. feng shui. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that sounds like a cuss word to her. All she knows mm-hmm. is to move the, to move the furniture around for my family and get in order with my thoughts and my plan of how to survive mm-hmm. and how to, you know what I'm saying, how to all, always have what we need. Moms, we go in the cabinets, we don't see nothing to eat. 
Mom just had a little grease jar on the stove. We come home, she got a full cooked meal. We asked her what store she went to. She said, I ain't been in no store. I used what I had in my cabinet. And we still ain't figured out how she did that today. <laughs> so just relax. And, uh, you know, and, and everybody is, is, everybody, I would say like a diamond is pressured. Everybody is pressured to be in alignment with what you were born to do. If you're not doing what you were born to do, I know y'all feel it because I feel it. It's hell not doing mm-hmm. what you would do. So I got a lot mm-hmm. of work to do, and I'm going to stop there mm-hmm. right now by talking. Peace. Thank you so much, Father. Thank, thank God. Thank God. Bell. Thank Bell. Mm-hmm. Yes. That I don't know if you, you heard about the two little, two high school girls that saw, that, that saw the Pythagorean Theory, and nobody has been able to solve it in 2,000 years. And two high school, two black high school girls in Louisiana solved this problem. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't mm-hmm. heard that, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, because that's how they got them out from up in space by the sisters being able to calculate before IBM got their computers working. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's and, and these are things that we can do when we tap in. This is where the the power is at. And and this is what you're talking about, teaching people, the young people, how to tap in. That's where it's at. Not outside. You know, now, you know, hey, babe, real quick, you know, it's a magical connection to what uh, uh, Sunhorse just laid out is that if okay. you go and study the the Nev, um, I know I know a lot of people think that Egypt is over there, but I know uh, Dr. Hindu Henderson, he told us where Egypt is. It's, it's, called, it's a land right here, and, and y'all can go check out uh, Cooking with Chief Sunhorse about the, the map that her daughter went over to Spain and got. And, and when yeah. I, I remember I went, to, I went to the Truthberry. I don't call it the library, the Truthberry. I went in there in Mexico, all right? I walked in here in Mexico, and I went straight to the historical documents. And in Spanish, they got the real history of the Americas and the world, all right? And everything yeah. went down right here. So Chief Warhorse, has, she's showing everybody on her channel, Cooking with Chief, the mm-hmm. map that her daughter yeah. got in Spain. And it's saying that her tribe is on the map. No other tribe, just her tribe, the Shata. So we know that the land yeah. is called Ta, like Utah, that means the landmark. Ta, like Mary Ta or Ta Mary. So we know that this is ancient mm-hmm. Ta Mary. We know, we know it's all coming out now. So but I, what I want to say is that the, the two females, two young females in Louisiana, okay, the Neb is called, mm-hmm. the, y'all can look this up, the two female lands. You go check it. And not even that, if you go look on the, uh, what I don't know if it's the flag or the uh, the ancient seal of Carolina, you have two females on there. Now, all those lands we know is Florida, Louisiana, North Carolina, that's all one land. And the land is called Egypt. Y'all heard Dr. Henderson, he said it last week. Yeah. He said Egypt yeah. Florida. Florida. Florida is Egypt. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. and y'all know we had a guest on our show named Peter Shampoo. Peter Shampoo is an expert at doing geometry of places on the land. Y'all can go look at his land map. That uh, that uh, ley line that goes out there, 
right through Florida, out in the ocean, called the Bermuda Triangle. He he had the same thing on his map, calling that the Great uh, Pyramid of Egypt. <laughs> and we just had, we just had the tornadoes hit Mississippi, correct? My hometown where I was born, and then my father's hometown, which is Amory, that was hit, and my uh, people there are okay. But across the highway is Aberdeen, and across 45 is Egypt, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stay there. Yes. Well, we 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 right here in the we are the power. We in the power. We surrounded by mm-hmm. the power. We just have to know how to use the power. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's yes. what we're doing. That's what we're I don't doing. know if some horses on the call. I don't know if some oh, horses on the community but we talked about. We talked about it's Galveston Island. Ah. Say that again. I was saying defying power because Dr. Wade Nobles uh, in Oakland, California, psychiatrist, says is power is the ability to define someone's reality and to make them believe that which is not their own. Really? I I think power to me I I I look at it as tapping in and tapping into the source, and then this is right. where you start to see magic and miracles and alchemy and and, and that's that's how I look at it. Right. There was there was a blog that this show was on, and they were talking about the curse, the curse, the curses. And using the spells, but the thing about the word curse is C-U-R-E-S, right? Spells curse. Mm -hmm. C-U-R-E spells cure. Mm -hmm. Why are we putting the Mm -hmm. S on it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, Okay. And uh, may I I also have your your information? I'd like to call you offline or... And I like to give mine as well in case anyone needs to contact me about anything I said so mm-hmm. far. Yes, please do. Please give out your information. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um my uh my ministry is called Oberon's Egg Bay T T Lola Temple. That Oberon I spell capital O B I N R I N. Oberon mean Nubian African princes and queens. O'Baron, black female. Egg Bay is capital E G and B E B E. Egg Bay, like an egg. E G B E. Egg Bay. T T Lola is T I T I L O L A. From the heavens above, Olodimari, God Goddess, has blessed this temple and the people that dwell within it. T T Lola. And it's the temple. So it is my ministry, part of what I do. I also the women in a women in a circle of healing. dot com. You can go and check out my website. I'm still updating it for this year. Women in a circle of healing. dot com. And um, my email is women in a circle of healing. Is what this is the main one. Women in a circle of healing at outlook outlook. dot com. That's that's my main one that I use. 
And the phone number you can reach me at is when I'm speaking on. My cell number is area code 937. My Ohio brothers know that that's Ohio area code. 937-772-7454. And I am right now Dr. V. Malika Saba. Thank you. Thank you. Thank us. Mm-hmm. And, and Baba, um, do you have, give out your information again? All right. Uh, your, Baba your name Mudu. and your information. Okay. Uh, let me reach that. Uh, Mudu Baki, M-O-U-D-O-U-B-A-Q-U-I on Instagram. Um, I can be emailed at I10Education. The number one, that's A-T-E-N, education, the number one at Gmail. I can be reached there. Those two primary places. Uh, you can find some of my talks on YouTube. You just type my name in, um, Mudu Baki, M-O-U-D-O-U-B-A-Q-U-I. Excellent, excellent. And um, Kwame, do you have any information you want to give out? Only thing you can reach me at Kwame Sun at gmail dot com. Okay. And is the sun K-W-A-M-E-S-U-N at gmail dot com. And my email is Beverly two four four zero. Um <laughs> Wow, I did I just went for a blank just went in. Beverly two four four zero at hotmail dot com. Okay. <laughs> you forgot you was hot, Beverly. You, you forgot you was hot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> We're here, Mister Guy. Don't even use hotmail no more. Huh? Say that again, uh, Eric. Where's hood Mystic? Oh, he dropped. He dropped. Okay, all right. Well, uh, but but his um uh, his his number is hoodmystic.com. Yes. Mhm. Mhm. I still hey, hey Eric. I I still yeah. got my J J M L C K at Netscape. <laughs> Man. <laughs> wow. Netscape. Oh my God.
uh, and uh, we're going to do this again. So I want to thank us and better love, everyone. Better Peace love. and blessings. Peace and blessings to yeah. everyone. Thank you. Your son, the son, this is our place under the sun. The whole thing has designated solar system. There's a little humor in the equation. My son, your son, the son, this is our place under the sun. What is your root of understanding of relevance? Of our this life become. As predominantly here are the hydrocarbons Every living organism is made of carbon That's the human shun in the word human The blackness of oil is fire one The blackness of coal is heat is on From the blackness of coal, exquisite diamond Replicated photocopies through the carbon See the same thing on your receipt, on your check stop Talking baby, and if you have to write it down, 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 Six pros and six mutants and six elections So now make them split their mentality go win election Each nation have a rise up lifting the next one Got all that we forward from the same carbon Everything and every seed all color variation Volcano erupt lava splash creation Streams of fire flowing deep beneath the ocean Fibonacci symbols carbon printing everything From the style up to the root them where the fruit has them from Yeah Yeah All are we forward from the same carbon My son, your son, my son This is our place under the sun The whole thing has designated solar system There's a little humor in the equation My son, your son, my son This is our place under the sun what is your root of understanding of relevance? Should I address the delusion hurting all iration That brought to tangibility and illusion? Some will see them from a place of non-existence While they carry out a purge of planet reduction Yes, a mindset of a process of elimination Involving psychology transforms and guns The FBS weapon is information Deadly as a weapon is information Same carbon, some try to demonize your life Like they do to ISIS and everything that is African And where them show up on TV stations Inside fear and drive more division Poison the youth and talk about a natural selection Nanotechnology software injection ah.
my son, your son, listen up. This is our place under the sun. What is your root of what the thing of relevance? Of our sister life become organic life. Organic, organic. 